Welcome to Swin.Rocks, the show that shares ideas, information and inspiration between swimming people who stay dry. I'm your host, Ben Ramsden, and this week we've got something a little different. It's just you and I having a little chat. No guest, just me, just you having a bit of a chat. And it all starts off, I guess, probably, I know, 40 or 50 odd years ago when I was a little boy going to school. And one of the after school activities I did, this may surprise you to learn, was needlework. Yes, I used to do needlework um, after school one day a week, which I quite enjoyed. And, uh, you know, we used to make little things like pin cushions and little knickknacks and, you know, as you do when you're that sort of age. So I got home one evening and was telling my dad all about it. And he said, well, um, it's all really good, but, uh, you know, what's it for? What's the what's the purpose of it all? Um, and I didn't really know. I just said, well, I kind of enjoy it. He says, well, why don't you try and put it to use for something valuable? I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, look, your trousers, you've got holes in your knees because you've fallen over a few times in the playground. Why don't you fix the holes in your trousers? So the following week, I went to the needlework teacher and I said, look, my dad thinks we should be doing something useful in needlework and he wants to know whether we can patch the holes in my trousers. So she and I set to work and um, we found a way to do that. And I went home and uh, showed my mum and dad <laughs> and they were rather amused that uh, I'd apparently uh, uh, taken that last conversation as being a serious one rather than a tongue-in-cheek one. Uh, and, I'd, uh, <laughs> and I'd got the, uh, the needlework teacher working to patch my trousers. Anyway, what's all this got to do with swimming? Well, I guess for me, this whole series of podcasts is interviews with people in swimming to really understand what makes them tick and what draws them to swimming. And, you know, why, why, why are there so many different people so heavily involved in this, in this fantastic sport, particularly those around the water rather than in the water? As you know, uh, we talk to both. So I've been using the opportunity of being at uh, several swimming events over the last few months to try and understand this point from an observer's point of view in a bit more detail. And I thought I might share it with you today uh, just to uh, just to see how it resonates. So going back to April and age nationals in Adelaide, I guess one of my overriding impressions was seeing the fear in the eyes of the 13-year-old kids going out for their first national swim. You could also tell that some of the parents in the stands were all also looking rather nervous on behalf of their, uh, on behalf of their offspring. And of course, for many of them, it may have been their first interstate trip for sport. Now, that's the, uh, that's the heats during the mornings, but in the evening during the finals... You know, there was a mixture of delight on the faces of those who'd done something quite spectacular. But on the other end, there was quiet sobbing from those whose dreams had not materialised. Now, I was a technical official at the meet, which basically means you're kind of a cog in a big machine trying to keep everything moving forward uh, properly. In fact, we're told not to speak to athletes unless we need to as part of our role 
or if spoken to. So I guess we're a little bit detached, almost like German bureaucrats, just keeping the thing ticking along. But of course, off duty, <laughs> we are allowed to, uh, you know, talk to who we want to and do whatever we want to do. And certainly there's some very deep debates about how a particular issue was handled. And um, I mean, the event as a whole lasted eight days uh, with some really marathon long sessions, mornings into the afternoons and then back for, for evenings. And basically it was sort of rinse and repeat exercise um, every day. And the last two days were multi-class, um, which uh, the swimmers there have got a whole range of different issues, and the event has a completely different vibe to it. I remember in marshalling, one competitor wanted to tell me all about his latest blood test, which, I mean, this is a completely ridiculous thing I thought of to be talking about in swimming marshalling. But also, he, he wasn't talking about it from a, from a place of fear or, or worry. It was almost like he was excited about having been to a birthday party. So it was just, just a fascinating experience having somebody in the swimming marshalling area talking very excitedly about their last, uh, about their last blood test. So, hey, look, a whole range of, uh, of experiences and issues and all the rest of it from, uh, from Age Nationals. When I got back, uh, my next swimming appointment was to, um, to officiate at a club night at uh, a local club near where I live. And I'd say this was the complete opposite of nationals. I mean, apart from anything else, uh, the, the timing was done with manual stopwatches. The results were written on tiny slips of paper that were then sent to somebody to collate. Um, there was no program, or at least the kind of was, but it wasn't followed. And you could have several events in the water at the same time, which made officiating quite quite interesting because you never, you were never, you knew lane one was doing this and lane two was doing that, but you just kind of forgot that one one event was only twenty five meters and another one was fifty and another one was a hundred, and so it was quite hard work keeping track uh, of everything that was going on. Um, but it was great to see a lot of parents there um, doing the timekeeping and, and doing the marshalling. And, uh, you know, some of them had clearly just come from work because they were, uh, you know, still wearing their business attire. And you kind of got the impression that the moment they finished at the pool, they'd be heading off home to cook dinner and get there and get their kids to bed, uh, which is totally understandable. And I found myself giving um, giving feedback to swimmers about their strokes. And of course, unlike at nationals where, uh, you know, stroke infractions result in disqualifications for the youngest ones at this meet, this was just a, just a learning, learning experience. So some were very excited to uh, learn about things that they could improve for next time. Um, and others, uh, perhaps the older ones, were, were more concerned that it was something that they'd, they'd, that they'd done wrong. Um, and then the next event I went to, I was very fortunate to go to the uh, World Championship Trials in Brisbane, which is a really big deal for the competitors because they're trying to get a place on the Australian team for the World Championships. And that's just a year out at the Olympics. So I think they're trying to get particularly good placings now so that uh, they're very well placed for next year. Now, as a technical official, it was a super relaxed sort of meet, although we were still trying to be highly professional. Yeah, I think it was so relaxed because there were short sessions, there were very few infractions, <laughs> and it did really help that the weather in Brisbane last week was, uh, was particularly good. Once again, looking at the athletes in the pool, you know, the delight 
uh, of some of them uh, from their performance was just wonderful, wonderful to see. I can remember very clearly Emma McKeon's smile and joy after her 200-metre result. But, of course, there were those that didn't perform at the level that perhaps they were hoping, uh, particularly for some of the uh, some of the older athletes, and I won't mention any names. You know, you saw them linger in the pool at the end of their final looking around, and you had to wonder whether they will ever be back in the pool again, certainly competing at that particular level. Um, now, as an official... Um, I had the uh, the good fortune to be inspecting turns uh, in the middle of the pool on one particular day and just watching um, the technical skills of people making their turns was or swimming generally was just extraordinary. I mean, Mitch Larkin with his backstroke and IM, with uh, Matt Wilson with his breaststroke, uh, Jack McLaughlin with his um, 1500 freestyle, just watching his uh, his strokes through the water. Uh, just the whole range of them were just just amazing to see. Uh, Carl Chalmers swimming over the top of, of other swimmers in the last few metres of the race, literally, is just just amazing to be seen. So so close too. So that was uh, that was that was really enjoyable. Um, but looking at other people there, the commentary team there was Kurt Hansen, there was Gian Rooney, who uh, retired from swimming in two thousand and six, but of course has now built a career out of commentary. James Magnuson, who just retired the week before, and Dawn Fraser, who's uh, you know retired from swimming years and years ago and is now aged eighty one, but still extremely uh, passionate and articulate about this uh, about this wonderful sport. So look, that was just a few thoughts from my experience at um, at the World Trials. Uh, yesterday, I didn't actually make it down to the local beach, Mona Vale, where the winter solstice swim was ongoing at the uh, at the surf club. But uh, that was an occasion where a lot of hearty souls um, uh, did their little um, did their little ocean swim, uh, midwinter ocean swim, just to tick the box and uh, say they'd done it and uh, get a bit of a hit out during the winter. So then, back to the needlework then, what's it all for? Well, <laughs> I have to say, I don't really know. Uh, I don't think there's any one thing that it's all for. For some people, it's about pleasure. It's about fitness. It's about activity. For others, I have to say, frankly, it's a chore, particularly a few of the parents who've just got to squeeze this in into one of the many other things they do in their extremely busy life on behalf of their kids. For some, it's a challenge. For many, it's friendship. For some, of course, it's it's a salary, it's a job or a career. For some, it seems to be about all about the recognition. Stokes their ego, it's an identity, it's an, a badge. But I have to say, for many, it seemed to be a massive, massive community. Clearly not everybody knows each other, but you're all there for some sort of common purpose. So I guess my overriding feeling was one of community. And I just wanted to congratulate you for being part of it and to invite you to drop me a line and tell me what does swimming mean to you. You can email me at ben at swim.rocks or perhaps even better and easier, uh, go to our Facebook page, swim.rocks. I'll ask the question there and perhaps drop your comment. What does swimming mean to you? 
Well, that's it for this week. Um, been busy lining up guests for the next uh, the next few episodes, and I tell you, we've got some great ones lined up. So I'm looking forward to sharing them. But in the meantime, until we next meet, do please stay dry.